سيدنا مولانا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا مولانا محمد واصحابه بارك وسلم وقد قال تبارك وتعالى بل تؤثرون الحياه الدنيا والاخره خير وابقى صدق الله العظيم most respected elders and brothers in Islam I've recited a very famous verse of the Quran Sharif which is mentioned in surah al-a'la subbih isma rabbikal a'la which even on the on a juma day we hear this verse a lot bal tu'thirun al-hayat ad-dunya wal akhirah khayr wa abqa Allah is complaining about us Allah is complaining about us now imagine if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is complaining about us it is something serious if the king of the world or some prime minister has to summon us Allah protect us or if some judge or some court has to summon us Allah protect us from that also then what happens person gets worried because it's something serious likewise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here is complaining about this insan what is the complaint that is giving preference to this dunya over the akhirah is giving preference to this dunya over the akhirah now on the one side allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us we must not give preference to the dunya and the world over the akhirah but on the other side when you look at other verses of the quran allah allows us to use the dunya allah allows us to use the dunya he allows us to take benefit from the dunya also so much so that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the quran وَإِنَّهُ لِحُبِّ الْخَيْرِ لَشَدِيدٌ That the love of dunya is very strong in your heart. In another place, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, زُيِّنَ لِلنَّاسِ حُبُّ الشَّهَوَاتِ That the love for desires, what do you say? Love for desirous things, they are beautified for you. Like what? مِنَ النِّسَاءِ وَالْبَنِينَ وَالْقَنَاطِيرِ الْمُقَنْطَرَةِ مِنَ الذَّهَبِ وَالْفِضَّةِ وَمَنْ children love for gold and silver jewelry wal khair al musawwamati wal an'ami wal harth likewise very what you see the top breed animals whether it be conveyance like fast cars whether it be wealth in the form of cattle or farms all these things are beautified for you now the question arises if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't want us to give preference to the dunya over the akhirah and why did allah subhanahu wa ta'ala create love for the dunya in our hearts why did he create the love for the dunya in our hearts so mufassirin mentioned that if there was no love for dunya in our in our hearts this world will not be able to continue why because there will be no one to look for the work there will be no one to look for work no one will even give be even giving work there will be no employment but everyone is worried about the akhirah no one is worried about the dunya there is no love for the dunya there will be no one that will get married also there will no be no business taking place in the world also so everything will come to an end but this dunya and this world will not be able to continue the second reason that mufassirin give is that you only even desire akhirat also that because akhirat is only a place of pleasures malain raat wala udhun samiat wala khatara ala qalbi bashar such things which the eyes has not seen which the ears has never heard about and we cannot even dream about it also so you not even desire those things also then who is going to do work who is going to try to earn the pleasure of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you got no desire for these things the third thing The third wisdom that mufassirin have mentioned that why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala create this love in our heart for this dunya is mentioned in surah al-kahf that surah which we normally read on a friday in the first page inna ja'alna ma'al al-ardi zinatan laha linabluhum ayyuhum ahsanu amala we made everything beautified in this dunya so that we can test this insan which of this insan will do those acts that will make allah subhanahu wa ta'ala happy is this insan is he going to be 
distracted from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or he's not going to be distracted from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is his focus is going to be on the makhluk that is the creation or is his focus is going to be on the khaliq the creator of everything Junaid Baghdadi rahimallah we all know what a great saint he was once a lady came and asked him a question and it was behind a veil obviously she never come in front of him it was behind a veil and she asked him that is it permissible for the husband to get married for the second time? So Junaid Baghdadi rahmatullahi answered that if the person fulfills all the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all the conditions laid down by Shariat, then it is permissible for him, not for his nafs and desires, but if he fulfills all the commandments of Shariat, he fulfills the laws of Allah, the rights of Allah, he fulfills the rights of all the human beings that Allah has placed upon him, then it will be permissible. So she replied, that if only I could show you my beauty. Obviously, she couldn't show you. If only I could show you my beauty and then ask you the question, that my husband having such a beautiful wife, how is it possible for him to look at someone else? When she said this, Jain Baghdadi fell unconscious. Anyway, she went away. Now when he gained consciousness, now the muridin, the disciples, the students around him, they asked him, Hazrat, what happened? She said this, you fell unconscious? He said, when she said that if only my husband could see my beauty, he saw my beauty, how is it possible for him to look at someone else after he saw such a beautiful person? My mind went to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah, Allah will ask that you got such a beautiful Allah, such a Rahim Allah, such a Kareem Allah, who has fulfilled all your needs. How is it possible that you looked at someone else? How is it possible that you turned away from Allah to someone else? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Nabi Kareem sallallahu is showing us that you can live in this dunya but it must not distract you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu la tulhikum amwalukum wa la auladukum an dhikrillah We all know the incident of Jum'ah when Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was giving the Jum'ah khutbah and when that caravan had come into Madinatul Munawwara and the Sahaba radiallahu Allah give them jazai khair. Even their mistakes was a lesson for us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used them to complete deen. If they never made those mistakes, we wouldn't know how to handle those situations. And we all know they all went out. Only a few Sahaba anum remained behind. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verses. That when they saw that caravan, they went away. Whatever is by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is better than everything else. Whether that entertainment or whether that business, everything else, what Allah has got is better. So Allah Ta'ala does not stop us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed us to use the dunya. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has stopped us from is to give preference to the dunya over the akhirah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the 11th para, قُلْ إِنْ كَانَ آبَاؤُكُمْ وَأَبْنَاؤُكُمْ وَإِخْوَانُكُمْ وَأَزْوَاجُكُمْ وَعَشِيرَتُكُمْ وَأَمْوَالٌ اقْتَرَفْتُمُوهَا وَتِجَارَةٌ تَخْشُونَ كَسَادَهَا وَمَسَاكِنُ تَرْضُونَهَا أَحَبَّ إِلَيْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَجِهَادٍ فِي سَبِيلِهِ فَتَرَبَّصُوا حَتَّى يَأْتِيَ اللَّهُ بِأَمْرِهِ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, let's say to them, O Nabi Kareem, if your parents, your families, your children, your businesses, your palatial homes, all those things are more beloved to you than Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and I'm warning you. You're asking for trouble. 
then you're asking for the punishment of Allah to come. Then you can't blame anyone else but yourself. That's why there's so many incidents we can mention of how the Sahaba Radiyam understood this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises Sahaba Radiyallahu ta'ala. Rijalun la tulhiyim tijaratu wa la bayun an dhikrillah. That when they are in their businesses and the azan, when we're not even talking about namaz time, we're not talking about salah time, we're talking about azan. Allama Qurtubi rahimullah, and that the tafsir of this verse has mentioned that just if a blacksmith was holding his hammer, his hammer, and you know those things are heavy, he's picking it up and he heard the azan, he will drop it immediately. If a person was doing a sale and he made an offer, and he put the goods in front, the other person has not paid him as yet, and the azan went, they will stop. That transaction day and day. We're talking about azan, we're not even talking about salah. Allah praises them. We know in Shamail, it comes about Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That Aisha radiallahu anha used to see that when Nabi Sallam is sitting with us and the azan went, the face of Nabi Sallam used to change. He would leave everything day and day and he would go towards the salah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to use the dunya. He allows us to even earn the dunya also. But what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not want is that we must give preference to the dunya over the and there's one issue I wish, to, I wish to mention, which unfortunately we are finding that we are giving preference to the dunya of the akhir. And that is as far as our education of our children is concerned. We give so much of attention to the circular education of our children, that sometimes we even abandon the dini education of our children. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَقْتُلُوا Do not even kill your children. Some ulama have mentioned, one is the physical killing of your child. And one is the spiritual killing of your child. You spiritually ki- you're spiritually killing your child. When you don't teach him about Allah and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And you can ask all the ustads who are teaching in this, in this makatib. What is the situation? There's so much that people are paying exorbitant prices for the school. But when it comes to the small amount for the fees of the madrasa, we can't pay. Whereas that, we're getting sawab for it. What we're going to pay for the school is only for dunya. What are you going to pay for, for the madrasa and the... Dini education of our child is for dunya and akhir. How much is spent? We all know that a child will take off from madrasa for school. But very rarely you find that a, that a child has taken off from school for madrasa. So what are we, what are we teaching our children? What are we teaching our children? We cho- we're showing to them that, is, that school is more important than that madrasa. And now we're sitting with another problem. Sometimes you'll find a parent will say that I'm sending my child to that Muslim school. So I don't need to send him to that maktab. I don't need to send him to that madrasa. But that's a big problem. We all know the situation in the school. Their main objective is secular education. It's not the madrasa. It's just like a, a commercial bank who's saying we got one branch of Islamic banking. doesn't make it an Islamic bank. It's still a commercial bank. So likewise, the school whose main objective is secular education and just having just a few hours of Islamic education doesn't make it Islamic education the main objective. The child still has to go to the maktab, still has to go to the madrasa into the environment where there's only deen which is the main objective. Likewise, we're sitting with another problem. You get some parents, they'll say, no, we're sending our child to the private school, a completely non-Muslim school, private school. Why? Because they say, no, they got more manners than anyone. They're teaching them etiquettes and manners. They got more respect. But at the same time, at the expense of your deen, you're losing your deen, your child is mixing with those people, he's not even, he's even coming out of the fold of Islam, that is completely not permissible. So Shariat, it allows us that we can pursue the secular knowledge, but not at the expense of our deen, not at the expense of our deen, because the same child, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, has mentioned 
that this child, if you give him the right knowledge, he would even benefit us in dunya and akhirah. An incident is mentioned by the all the Buzugani deen and the pious, that there was a child, his father sent him overseas to either become an engineer or doctor, whatever. Now when he comes back, after he completed, he got very, very sick. And now the father is crying. About to die now, the child is about to die. So the father is crying, so the son is asking the father, why are you crying? He said, no, I won't see the fruits of all my money that I spent on your education. Now I won't see the fruits of it. So then the child started crying. Father is asking the child, why are you crying? He says, I'm crying because... You have not prepared me to meet my Allah. How am I going to meet my Allah? You gave me everything of the dunya, but I'm not prepared to, I, 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 I haven't got that education where I'm going to meet my Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what's the use you give that knowledge? Likewise, that child will benefit you when you give him the dini knowledge, even though you gave him the secular knowledge, but you showed him the importance of that dini knowledge. Then that same child is going to benefit us in dunya and akhir. When you, when you leave this world, that same child is going to make dua and maghfirat for you. And on the day of Qiyamah, when you come in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you say, ask Allah, where did I get all this great, great high status? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, because of that pious child that you left behind, that he made dua and maghfirat for you. So my point that I was mentioning from the beginning of the bayan is that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is complaining about this insan that you're giving preference to the dunya over the akhirah. In everything that we do, we must give preference to the akhirat over the dunya. Whether it's our education, whether it's our business, whether it's our married life, everything we have to give preference to Allah and the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa over everything else. Allah allows us to live in the dunya. dunya khuliqat lakum wa antum khuliqtum lil akhirah. The dunya has been created for you, but you have been created for the akhirah. May dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala give us the true realization of our objective in this dunya. Allahumma thabitna ala al-iman. Amitna ala al-iman. Wahshurna yawm al-qiyamati wa al-iman. Allah keep us steadfast upon kamil iman. Take us from this world with kamil iman. Let us wake up on the day of qiyamah with kamil iman. Wa akhirul dawana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alam. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah. Ashhadu an Muhammad. أشهد أن محمد الرسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الحمد لله القائل يا أيها الذين آمنوا ادخلوا في السلم كافة ولا تتبعوا خطوات الشيطان إنه لكم عدو مبين ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا مولانا محمد عبده ورسوله الذي أرسل إلى الناس كافة بشيرا ونذيرا وداعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فيا أيها الناس أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله 
فقد فاز المتقون وقد قال تبارك وتعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا لا تلهكم أموالكم ولا أولادكم عن ذكر الله ومن يفعل ذلك فأولئك هم الخاسرون وقد قال تبارك وتعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا إن من أزواجكم وأولادكم عدوا لكم فاحذروهم وإن تعفوا وتصفحوا وتغفروا فإن الله غفور رحيم وقال تبارك وتعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا قوا أنفسكم وأهليكم نارا وقودها الناس والحجارة عليها ملائكة غلاد شداد لا يعصون الله ما أمرهم ويفعلون ما يؤمرون صدق الله العظيم بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بالآيات والذكر الحكيم إنه تعالى جواد كريم ملك بالرؤوف الرحيم الحمد لله القائل والسابقون الأولون من المهاجرين والأنصار والذين تبعوهم بإحسان رضي الله عنهم ورضوا عنه وعد لهم جنات تجري تحت الأنهار خالدين فيها أبدا ذلك الفوز العظيم ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا مولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يديه الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصي ما فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم محمد رسول الله والذين معه أشداء على الكفار الرحماء بينهم تراهم ركعا سجدا يبتغون يبتغون فضلا من الله ورضوانا سماهم في وجوههم من أثر السجود ذلك مثل في التراه ومثل في الإنجيل كزرع أخرج شطعه فآزره فاستغلظ فاستوى على سوقه يعجب الزراء ليغيظ بهم الكفار وعد الله الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات منهم مغفرة وجرا عظيما وقد قال النبي صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فبغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم انصر من نصر دين محمد صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم وجعلنا منهم ربنا لا تجعلنا فتنة القوم الظالمين ونجنا برحمتك من القوم الكافرين ربنا لا تجعلنا فتنة الذين كفروا واغفر لنا ربنا إنك أنت العزيز الحكيم اللهم إنا نجعلك في نحورهم ونعوذ بك من شرورهم فالله خير حافظا وهو ارحم الراحمين لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل نعم المولى ونعم النصير اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار إباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالله والإحسان ويتعيد القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيدكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون Please sit in yourselves Stand shoulder to shoulders Please switch off all cell phones الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين نعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين
والتين والزيتون وتور سينين وهذا البلد الأمين لقد خلقنا الإنسان في أحسن تقويم ثم رددناه أسفل سافلين إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات فلهم أجر غير ممنون فما يكذبك بعد بالدين أليس الله بأحكم الحاكمين الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر, الله أكبر. الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا صراط المستقيم صراط الذين نعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين قل يا أيها الكافرون لا أعبد ما تعبدون ولا أنتم عابدون ما أعبد ولا أنا عابد ما عبدتم ولا أنتم عابدون ما أعبد لكم دينكم واليدين الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله اللهم سيدنا مولانا محمد وعلى آله وسلم اللهم صل على محمد كلما ذكره الذاكرون وصل على محمد كلما غفل ذكره الغافلون اللهم صل على محمد اللهم صل على قبر سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم في القبور وصل على روح سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم في الأرواح وصلي على جسد سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم في الأساد الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا مولانا محمد وعلى رسول الجمعين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم ربنا لا تزقلوبنا بعد حديثنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب اللهم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وعمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة والإيمان اللهم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا مفتونين اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا دينا إلا قضيته ولا مريضا إلا شفيته ولا حاجة من حوائج الدنيا والآخر إلا قضيته يا رحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك من نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك من نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وليك البلاغ لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالليل العظيم اللهم ارحم أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم تجاوز أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم فرج أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزة يا ما يسفون وسلام للمرسلين والحمد لله